But if your gums are bleeding, that is a sign of inflammation. And the inflammation doesn't just stay in your mouth. It's all connected, you know, so inflammation in the mouth can have downstream effects for the rest of the body. Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here, coming to you live from the AG studio. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. I am so interested, excited, elated to bring you today's episode about taking better care of your dental health. Now, I know this sounds a little, I don't even know, but it's been something that I've been thinking about for a while, bringing this topic to the feed. And I am so happy to do so with the help of Dr. Stacy Whitman. She's a functional and holistic dentist based in Portland, Oregon. And I'll be real, I didn't know much about what it meant to be a functional holistic dentist until we chatted for today's episode. So of course, we get into that and then we talk about it all. So much interesting things about navigating dental health that I had absolutely no clue about before we spoke. We talked about what Dr. Whitman calls our oral microbiome and the importance of different bacteria, keeping some there, getting rid of some other kinds for the betterment of our mouth, our teeth, our gums, our tongue. Oh my goodness, so many things. Plus, we talk about the different strategies, tips, tricks that you should be implementing to take better care of your oral health, from how often you should really be flossing to tongue scraping, of course, leaning into different products, maybe not the ones you're using right now, being mindful of the ingredients in the products that you're using, in your toothpastes, in your flosses, in your mouth rinses. Should you even be using mouth oral rinses? so much stuff in here. I feel like the topic of dental health, like it doesn't sound super sexy, but I am not even going to front here. This is an episode that I, I haven't learned this much from an expert in such a long time. A huge thank you to Dr. Stacey Whitman for her time today. And again, I know this doesn't seem super, you know, buzzy, but this is an episode that you're going to want to make time for. I know this is coming out the week of Thanksgiving, so I do want to say a happy holiday to you and yours and that I'm so thankful again for all of you in my little corner of the interwebs. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social media. It's at Hurdle Podcast, and I am over at Emily Abadi. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Dr. Stacey Whitman. She is a holistic dentist. Talk to us a little bit about what it means to be a functional holistic dentist. Yes. Great question. First of all, thank you for having me, Emily. I'm a big fan and uh, maybe we'll get into talking about our love for running later too. So (laughs) that's a side note. It is kind of a new term and a nuanced term, but I like to consider myself a functional dentist first and foremost. And what that means is 
functional dentistries where we really get to the root causes. We like to get upstream and deal with prevention as opposed to dealing with end stage disease, which is a lot of traditional dentistry. You know, you go into the dentist, the dentist says you have cavities, you have gum disease, and then you're using um, different medical processes, uh, prescriptions, you know, treatment, invasive treatments to address those. But what we want to do is get way, way, way upstream to try to prevent the issues from ever beginning. And then also uh, to teach and educate patients how to prevent issues from happening in the future. And a lot of that ties into whole body systemic health also, which is where the holistic part comes from. So, you know, the mouth is the gateway into the body and it tells us so much about what's going on with our internal health. Just visually looking in someone's mouth tells you a lot about their overall health. And so um, dentistry can be very uh, focused just on teeth, but a holistic or functional dentist is really trying to piece everything together and see how everything is uh, correlated and influences one another in the body. I have a confession. I just need to get this off my chest Please. like right now. Go for it. I cannot think about the last time I went to the dentist. Oh, you're going to call when we get off this pod. <laughs> it's not just you. A lot of people fell off the radar because of COVID. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And you know what? I, um, as many, I'm sure people that are listening to this, I am a contractor and I have Oscar health insurance, which I like for the most part, but it is very expensive for a 33-year-old woman living in New York City to have health insurance. I pay nearly $600. And so I usually just pay out of pocket to go to the dentist once a year and get yeah. my teeth cleaned and get everything t checked out. But to your point exactly, with COVID, I, I really don't think I've been. Uh, You're going to go. It's going to happen soon. Okay. This is a, little, a nice little reminder. Okay. Um, but we've seen that a lot. I mean, we have patients now coming back in, um, which is why so many dental offices are so busy. We're getting inundated with calls from people who want to try to catch up from lost appointments. And we're, we're seeing so many more cavities and gum disease. And, you know, adults have a lot of uh, fractured teeth from stress and grinding. So it is, I do suggest to everyone out there listening, if you haven't been into the dentist, no fear, no stress, but pick up the phone and call. Um, and get back in just to make sure everything's okay. Because again, like with functional dentistry, we want to catch things early. Because if we catch things early, we often can stabilize, heal, reverse uh, issues instead of instead of dealing with them in more aggressive manners, like you know fillings and crowns and root canals and deep cleanings and things of that nature. I just had a call with someone on a completely different topic, but I promise I'm going to bring this around that we were talking about social media and we were talking about the areas of which I could better improve what's going on with hurdles, social media. And these are many things that I knew. And she said to me, the thing is sometimes when you know something's going wrong, you're almost a little bit like, oh, I just, I'm just going to keep putting it off just a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I feel as though this actually is directly applicable to my situation with my dentist appointment. Right yeah. Now. That's human nature though. We all do that. That's procrastinating. I think a lot of patients too feel insecure, like they're going to be judged by the dental team. And I just really want to express it's the complete opposite. I mean, we've committed ourselves to this career because we want to help people 
there's no judgment whatsoever. Um, and if you find you have a provider that you are getting that vibe from, there's plenty of other providers out there. You should find a provider that supports you, that lifts you up, and that is part of, a, of your team. You know, it's your healthcare team. Um, so that's really important. I love that piece of advice. I love that piece of advice. So yeah. let's, before we get into talking about some best practices for dental health, something that I've never really dived into on the show before, which is why I'm so excited to have you here with us, Stacey. Talk to us a little bit about what inspired you to get into this field and specifically this niche of this field. Yeah, Sure. It's a, it's convoluted, but I'll do my best to keep you on track here. So I grew up in New England and I was always an art kid, if you will. Like I like to work with my hands. I was very creative. And when I got into college, I didn't really know what to do with that. I was an art major, but I didn't want to be struggling with what that meant to be an artist, if you will. So when I was 10 years old, I suffered a really severe bicycle accident um, where I fell off my bike and I knocked out my permanent front teeth. And I, I have scars here that you can maybe see from that. And it, it was a big deal. It really impacted my life and the trajectory of my life. And so I was in college and thinking back to this experience. And I was in and out of dental offices so much. And I really came to love the profession. I had really caring, nurturing providers. And so I just kind of pieced it together. I, I, you know, I enjoyed science. I like to work with my hands. Dentistry is pretty artistic. But I also wanted a really um, secure job. You know, I, I wanted to get out of my current environment, I wanted to to have other opportunities. And so I thought, well, geez, I'll apply to dental school um, because I, I know dentistry pretty well because of my experience, because of this accident. And so I did go to a dental school. It was a very traditional program like they all are. And that is critical. We all need that traditional foundation because, it, you know, it's, it's important to have that. And sometimes we need to use that as part of our wheelhouse. Um, and then I graduated and I worked as a general dentist, an adult dentist for a while, but it, I just didn't feel job fulfillment. I didn't feel like I was really making a difference. And again, it has to go back to this, this root cause um, issues. You know, what are the root causes? How do I help people prevent all of this disease, all these cavities and periodontal disease and dental phobia? You know, how do I catch this? ahead of all, all of the consequences. And I thought, well, geez, I need to start working with kids. Um, you know, if I can start working with kids, then I can influence their trajectory of their oral health. I can influence how they feel about the dentist. The dentist doesn't have to be scary. And then teach them too about the oral systemic connection, which is a really big deal. And we can get to more on that later. So I went back, I went to my a pediatric residency for two years to get my pediatric certificate. Um, graduated, worked in a very traditional practice, and then again was faced with many of the same issues. I just didn't feel like I was truly making a difference. You know, I was just kind of drill and fill, filling these teeth, but I wasn't really having the opportunity to educate uh, these children and their families and really help prevent disease. And um, then I, you know, I, I lost my mother. I lost my mother very suddenly to cancer. And I grew up with um, a family with a lot of uh, addiction and substance abuse and mental health issues. And so that really propelled me personally to live a cleaner, more holistic life. 
I just uh, wanted to prevent disease. I kind of got it, got into a lot of nutrition science and longevity research and aging research. And so I'm, I'm working along and thinking, gosh, I'm living this one way, but I'm not practicing this way with my patients. And dentistry, traditional dentistry can be um, a little aggressive in my opinion. And it's not always thinking about the whole child and the whole body and using the most non-toxic, non-invasive methods. So I just realized I need to change this. I need to practice what's really true to me and my nature. And so I opened my own practice where I opened a holistic functional pediatric dental practice. And I had a lot of uh, support from like-minded colleagues that really helped encourage me to do this. Um, and it's been a wild success. It's been hugely successful. I feel so much job fulfillment, personal fulfillment, sense of purpose. Um, and it's just been lovely. And then, so now I'm trying to reach more people utilizing social media. Um, I have a book that's coming out, you know, I just really want to spread this education to these families, knowing that there are other options out there for their children and teaching them really what causes oral disease and how it can impact their, their child's whole body. Um, is really important to me. First of all, I love your passion. And I love what you said that I feel is really interesting and a great takeaway here. You were practicing and you liked dentistry, but you wanted to do more with it. You realized that you could take it in a different direction when something didn't feel 100% right to you. And I think that oftentimes in our lives, when something feels off or we're just like not feeling like whatever situation we're in, we tend to like do a dramatic overhaul instead of being like, what are the small things that are within my control that I could pivot and like work with what I already have right now to do the best you can with what you already have? You had worked so hard to get to that point. And it was just like doing that internal audit and asking yourself, like, how can I take this to the next level for myself? Yes, totally nailed it. Because there were points where I was pretty low. I mean, I really didn't like it wasn't that I didn't like dentistry, but I didn't like where I was with it. So, and it, it, I had a lot of fear, I'll be honest. It, it takes, it took a lot of support from colleagues to take this plunge because, you know, the word holistic can get a lot of side eye. It's overused a lot, I think. And, um, it, it can be confusing. And I, I you know, a lot of co my colleagues may not truly understand what I mean by that. And, by me branching out and trying to be a more uh, root cause functional dentist, it's it's in no disrespect to my colleagues. I just personally think there are ways to approach dentistry differently, um, especially with these kids. And, you know, we do a lot in my office where we focus on the oral microbiome. So we, we all know about the gut microbiome, and that's kind of been blowing up over the past decade. But now what's coming front and center is the importance of our oral microbiome and how that influences our gut health and our sleep and our behavior and our mental health and just entire systemic health. Um, and then we focus a lot on nutrition and introducing foods and trying to encourage our children to eat the rainbow and avoid ultra processed foods um, and really just support the child's emotional health. Um, we also do a lot where we heal cavities, we're reversing cavities, which, you know, we're taught in dental school like that can't happen. And I know it can because I've been doing it for years in my office. Um, and so a lot of parents seek 
out my office specifically for that because we do try to allow the body to heal, which innately our bodies want to heal. They want to thrive. And if we can support them with proper nutrition, proper hygiene, um, and various other entities that can support the child, we can actually reverse disease, which is really cool. Love this. Love all of these interesting takeaways. Again, stuff that you don't really hear super often, especially in this field. So I do want to bring it back to what we're really here to talk about today, which is us talking about some best practices for us all to be taking care of and being more mindful of our dental health. Now, you had mentioned that before going into this specific niche of working with children that you have worked extensively with adults. So I just want to make sure that we reiterate that background again. So everyone knows that we are truly working with an expert who really can give us some really concrete, actionable tips to better take care of what's going on in our mouths. So the first question really is, where do we even start? Yeah, great question. So, and and the thing is too, what I recommend to children applies to adults too. Um, It's, it's, it, it really can uh, affect a whole family. But some easy take-homes are, you know, flossing. I cannot emphasize flossing enough. It is incredibly important to have healthy gums and healthy bone. Uh, we do know gum disease can translate into many systemic diseases. Those include heart disease, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, Alzheimer's and dementia, um, Pregnancy difficulties. I mean, it's it's really a lot. Um, COVID outcomes was being correlated to poor oral health too, and I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to learn a lot more about that. So keeping your gums really healthy, which flossing is incredibly important. Of course, you need to brush too. But if your gums are bleeding, that is a sign of inflammation, and the inflammation doesn't just stay in your mouth. It's all connected, you know, so inflammation in the mouth can have downstream effects to the rest of the body. So that would be one thing I'd say really make flossing a non-negotiable in your home, whether for your children or for yourself. And how regularly would you say that someone should be flossing? I would say nightly, ideally, perfect world once a day. I mean, if you want to do twice a day, you're an overachiever. That's fantastic. But once a day is good by me. Other really simple things, this is something a lot of people don't know about, but the importance of nasal breathing. There was an Mm. excellent book that came out in 2020 called uh, Breath by James Nestor. It was like book of the year, but nasal breathing is incredibly important for your oral health. So if you mouth breathe, your mouth dries out, your saliva dries out, the pH of your mouth lowers, and that creates this perfect breeding ground for pathogenic or bad bacteria. So people who mouth breathe tend to have a lot more cavities and dental disease too. Um, But nasal breathing also is so important for systemic health for so many reasons. That's like an entire other podcast. But if you are a mouth breather, if you snore, if you grind, um, if you're tossing and turning, you know, sleep is incredibly important as well. I suggest that you try to work with a functional airway focused dentist and try to get to the root cause of why you're mouth breathing. And that includes for children. Um, Other things that seem simple, but hydration is incredibly important. You know, if we're dehydrated, that affects the saliva and the, um, our saliva has a lot of beneficial proteins and enzymes in them that prevent cavities. It's very protective. So if you're dehydrated, you may be more uh, at risk for cavities too. 
Um, and then we get into nutrition a lot. So we are seeing an uptick in cavities. Cavities are the number one chronic disease in children in the world. Um, and not far behind in adults too. And we do know it has a lot to do potentially with nutritional deficiencies that includes trace mineral deficiencies and fat soluble vitamins. So this includes as soon as you're pregnant, really making sure that you're supporting yourself because in utero, that is when your child's baby teeth are forming. Um, it's usually around week 17 to 21. So we really encourage like nutrient dense foods, you know, whole foods, eating the rainbow, lots of trace minerals, vitamin D, calcium, vitamin A, vitamin K2 is really important as well. Um, and if you're interested more in this, there's an excellent book called The Dental Diet by Dr. Stephen Lynn. He's a um, leading functional dentist globally, and he really dives deep into how nutrition impacts the formation of our teeth and the prevention too. But um, this is why the mantra at my office is eat the rainbow. We really encourage kids to try to eat vegetables and fruits and getting your kids back in the kitchen, getting them cooking, preparing food, going to the farmer's market, trying to stay away from those ultra processed, highly uh, palatable foods. Like you won't believe this and parents, they don't like hearing this, but like crackers, pretzels, chips, granola bars, all of those things can cause cavities. And I really think crackers are one of the number one reasons for cavities in children. Huh. Now. So interesting. So interesting. And before what you were saying about if your gums are bleeding, it's a sign of inflammation. And that inflammation obviously can go elsewhere outside of the mouth. Um, for someone who does experience bleeding gums, like, I mean, I definitely feel like it happens to me like at least once a week when I'm brushing my teeth or flossing or something like that. Is there like a point where you should be like maybe more worried than like just kind of like, eh, I'll just brush my teeth again tomorrow? Well, I think making sure you're working with a dental provider is important because they can gauge that and, and keep things um, monitored for you. Um, but if your, your gums are bleeding, I would try to figure out, you know, why it, have you not been flossing regularly? I, I like this analogy. So if anyone plays guitar or has started, when you first pick up a guitar and start playing, your fingers are raw, they hurt. The more you do it, you'll get calluses. It'll be easier to play. It's the same with your gums. And so if you put your guitar down for a few months and you pick it back up again, your fingers will be raw again. It's the same with, with flossing. Um, but you can do saltwater rinses that can really help um, that has an antiseptic and healing quality to it. And then also baking soda rinses, um, they help neutralize or even alkalize the mouth. So most disease, whether it's oral or systemic, comes from acid and that includes in our mouth. So, again, those pathogenic bacteria, they love acid. And so if we can uh, try to neutralize or alkalize our mouths, like with baking soda, with um, gentle rinsing, with certain brands of products, and I can get into that a little bit more, but one I really like is hydroxyapatite toothpaste. Um, and if people are unfamiliar with that, it's a fluoride alternative. And hydroxyapatite, think of it like a calcium phosphate supplement. Hydroxyapatite is what our teeth are made of already. It's what's in our enamel. And so we're replacing missing hydroxyapatite with hydroxyapatite. So it's a, a much more um, holistic means of addressing demineralization or potential um, cavity prevention. There's a ton of research supporting it. And some research is now even showing it to, to outperform 
fluoride toothpaste too. So we, I'm a big proponent of hydroxyapatite toothpaste. There's a couple on the market now that I really like, Boca and Risewell, and maybe we can put it in the show notes for people. But especially if you're trying to heal or reverse cavities, it's a really important thing to be using. Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my sponsors. First up, Element. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. Now, there is a robust body of scientific literature that shows that we have an understanding of our electrolyte needs for decades, especially if you live an active, low-carb, or ketogenic lifestyle. Yet, popular electrolyte drinks on the market today, they have such low amounts of electrolytes, and they include a ton of sugar. Not Element. Now, Element Recharge gives you more electrolytes in the perfect ratio. It's got 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium without the dodgy stuff. What we don't consume, it's just as important as what we do consume. The research is clear. Sugar, gluten, artificial ingredients, and other irritants found in other popular electrolyte drinks, they come at the expense of our health. You won't get any of those in Element. Plus, it tastes so good. They've got a ton of different flavors to suit every taste from raspberry and orange to citrus, watermelon, their new mint chocolate. So many options here. Of course, they have an exclusive deal for Hurdle listeners. Head on over to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash hurdle and get a free element sample pack. All you've got to do is pay $5 shipping. Again, head on over to drinkelement.com slash hurdle. That's drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get your free sample pack today. I also want to give some love to my friends at AG1 from Athletic Greens. If you've been listening to Hurdle for a while, then you know I love my AG1. That is why this episode is coming to you from the AG studio. AG1 from Athletic Greens is an all-in-one daily supplement that's got 75 whole food sourced ingredients as well as prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, and superfoods. And the best thing is it's the easiest thing to shake up every day. I simply take one scoop of the greens powder, throw it in some ice cold water with an ice cube, but maybe a little squeeze of lemon and I shake it up and I'm off to the races with whatever's on my to-do list. I love that I don't only feel better, but I perform better with this in my regular routine. Now, of course, you know me, I have an awesome deal for you over here when it comes to my friends at AG1 from Athletic Greens. Get a year's supply of vitamin D3, K2, as well as five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get yours today. No code necessary. You said baking soda, another ingredient in a lot of toothpaste that we'll see on the shelves and whatnot. Um, This makes me think about something else that a lot of people think about when it comes to their teeth. And obviously that's keeping them white or making them whiter. So for someone that may be using some of these conventional products, whether they be something like a white strip or these whitening toothpastes, what should we be keeping in mind on that front? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, so many products, unfortunately, are not ideal for our oral microbiomes, especially some of the big brand toothpaste and rinses. Um, You need to be very careful. So personally, I think less is more. We really want to preserve this delicate microbiome. We've all been conditioned to disinfect the mouth. Um, And we're just overdoing it because we're killing our healthy bacteria too. And what that does is it actually makes us more prone to disease. So being very careful of things like sodium lauryl sulfate, um, uh, emulsifiers, surfactants, certainly any food dyes that are in there, um, heavy alcohols or astringents, and even essential oils, because mm-hmm. they they are not specific. So they're, yes, they're targeting and killing our bad bacteria, but they're also damaging our healthy bacteria too. So just buyer beware. And I have a lot more information on, you know, my, my social pages too, because this, we could dive deep into this. So you have to be careful with some bleaching agents, because they do have a lot of additives in them that can affect the microbiome. It can um, disrupt our oral mucosa, cause sensitivity. So I like, honestly, baking soda. Um, that can really help. Or I like oil pulling too with coconut oil. And for those that are unfamiliar with that, that's when you take like a little tablespoon of, of ideally raw organic coconut oil and you put it in your mouth and you swish with it for a few minutes. And you'll see a whitening effect with that. And it's one of those things, don't knock it till you try it, but that really can help support oral health too. And it's an, it's an Ayurvedic practice that's been used, you know, forever and ever, but I'm a big proponent of oil pulling a few times a week. What else? Oh, Lumino is a brand I really like of white strips. They're a little less caustic and toxic. Hmm. Uh, we can put that in the show notes too. Um, but also hydroxyapatite toothpaste can help whiten also because what it's doing is it's filling in microporosities or um, irregularities in your enamel surface. And so if you can create a smoother enamel surface, when light reflects off from that, it's going to look brighter and whiter and more shiny. So those are some, some more, um, I guess, holistic, if you will, ways to whiten your teeth. If you really want like that Hollywood bright white look, you'll probably need to go see an aesthetic dentist and kind of get some more in-office bleaching done. Um, But those are some great take-homes for home. I mentally just added uh, organic coconut oil to my Amazon shopping cart <laughs> just yeah. now. Yeah. I, uh, you also, in the listing of these great alternatives and products, you said something that stuck with me, which is it doesn't know how to uh, differentiate between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, which my mind then went to charcoal because I know that in some of my health reporting, that is one of those things that can be one of those ingredients, if you will, that can be a little bit controversial because it can have the same effect. I know that we see charcoal a lot lately in these different buzzy whitening tooth products um, Mm -hmm. as well. So any input on that? Yeah, I have, I have mixed feelings about charcoal. I don't love it long term. Um, but I think it's one of those things if you want to do it for maintenance, like here and there, I think it's fine. But just making sure you're finding a product that you know is maybe third party tested and that the charcoal is from a quality source too. Because a lot of these things like bentonite clay and charcoal, they can be contaminated with um, heavy metals and, and just, just different things too. So just find a brand that you really like that's reputable. But I don't like charcoal being used 
every day because it can be a little abrasive too. It actually right. can be damaging your enamel a little bit. So I would use that pretty periodically. Would you say that there are any quote unquote healthy practices that we have been con conventionally sold via the dentist that yeah. maybe aren't actually that good for us after all? Uh, 100%. I would say the top one that pops into my mind is our, uh, oral rinses. Huh. Uh, I am not a big fan of oral rinses because most are stripping the oral microbiome. You know, what you do an oral rinse usually because you're trying to kill 99.9% .9 of germs. I mean, we just need to get out of that mentality, um, that like germ theory mentality. We really instead, I think, need to have a mindset set shift and uh, really be supporting the healthy microbes rather than trying to kill the negative microbes. If you focus on supporting the healthy microbes in your body, whether it's your mouth, your gut, wherever it is, you're going to crowd out the bad guys, you know? So it's just, it's almost a more positive approach. Like just let's support those beneficial bacteria in our body. Got it. Got it. And the next area to focus on here would be perhaps the things we talked about, the benefit of nutrition, maybe other things that we are consciously or unconsciously putting in our mouth throughout the day, whether that could be chewing gum or seltzers or mints. I think that there are some pretty frequently ingested items that might not be doing our teeth the best service. Any highlights on that front? Great segue. I love it. So yes, something that many people don't realize is every time you put anything in your mouth besides water, you are altering the pH of your mouth to be one of more acidic in nature. It, so our mouth starts our digestive process. Enzymes come in to break things down. So if you're sipping, snacking, chewing here and there all day, we call it like grazing your mouth is staying in this constant state of acidity. And so you are really setting yourself up for um, potential issues. We really like to see all humans, kids or adults, eating more on a schedule, you know? So like you have breakfast at eight, maybe you have a snack at 10 a.m. where you sit, you're mindfully eating it in one sitting, you chew it, maybe you drink some water and then that's it. You move on, lunch is at noon. Um, we're such a society on the go. We're grabbing, we're nibbling, we're snacking, we're sipping. There's like something always in our mouths and that is affecting our oral microbiome. So really trying to eat more on a schedule, be very mindful about your drinks too. I think a lot of people don't realize, as you mentioned, seltzer water, soda waters, kombucha. While some of these are healthier alternatives and they, and some have health benefits like kombucha, they will alter the pH of your mouth um, and it, they are acidic. And, you know, kombucha has a lot of sugar in it too. So just be careful with things like that. I'm not saying don't ever drink them, but just be aware of it. You know, I, I'm a big soda water fan. I try to make sure I'm drinking it with a meal because mm. if I'm, as I'm chewing my food, I'm increasing my saliva. Um, it helps rinse off some of those acids from my teeth. And then I'll drink water after. Or if you want to be really an overachiever, you could rinse with some baking soda after because that will help neutralize. And is it the carbonation in the soda water? That's something for us to be concerned of. I know I have a girlfriend who she herself is obsessed with soda water. And funnily enough, funnily enough, comically enough, her son, who is two years old now, also loves soda water. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I like it as an alternative to soda, obviously. Right. But yes, the carbonation does, it is what lowers the pH. Um, got it. Got and it. And it, okay. affects, it affects the microbiome too. So it's, it's, it's a little damaging and it can damage your enamel a little bit too. So you know, again, trying not to sip on that all day long, a perfect world. I wish people were just drinking water, but you know, that's not realistic all the time for everyone. Um, I will say something I like people to add to their water when they are drinking it is uh, our trace minerals. So mm-hmm. we are associating a lot of dental disease, including under mineralized teeth, which we're seeing an increase in children being born with their teeth already susceptible. They're like modeled, they're fragile. They just didn't develop ideally. We're associating that a lot with trace mineral deficiency. We know that we are, our topsoil is very depleted of minerals. Our foods are depleted of minerals, particularly magnesium. But I like people adding a little trace minerals into their water too. So obviously work with your doctor. Um, I also really like people knowing their vitamin D levels. It's incredibly important and low vitamin D is correlated with increased cavity risk and increased oral disease as well as in all kinds of downstream health issues systemically too. So you and I were uh, you and I were rapping about our love for Athletic Greens before yes. the show started and the good thing about Athletic Greens right now is that if you buy it you get a year's supply of vitamin D and travel packs with your purchase right off the bat. So for me, I've been and this is something else we'll have to talk about in just a second. I put uh one to two, you know, droppers, drops of the vitamin D into my morning coffee and it's like, "Hey, this is just something great that I can do for myself." Totally. And what I really like about their vitamin D is they paired it with K2. So vitamin D3, K2 is critical. It's really important for dental development. K2 essentially is like uh, a traffic cop. It tells calcium where to go and it helps facilitate vitamin D as well. So we, we associate a lot of dental issues with K2 deficiency also. Um, Western Price was a dentist um, in the early 1900s and like the thirties and the forties, who really was ahead of his time. And he traveled around the world and he was analyzing and assessing and observing ancestral humans and ancestral diets. And he noticed how beautiful their teeth were. Um, many people don't know this, but cavities are very new to humans about 10,000, 12,000 years ago. We did not have cavities. If you look at at skulls, there were zero cavities. It was not until the agricultural and the industrialized revolutions where we started milling grains, making flowers, packaging foods, increasing sugars in our foods that we started having this rampant decay. If you really think about it, like cavities, I I don't want to be fear mongering, but they're the hardest, our teeth are our hardest substance in our body. And so a cavity is when that substance is dissolving. So there, that really does mean there's some sort of imbalance happening in your body. And, and, um, I think so often we've been taught, you know, cavities are just cavities. This is just, we just get them and we'll just, you know, deal with it at the dentist, but really trying to think, wow, this might be some, there might be other things going on in my body if I'm really prone to cavities and working with ideally like a functional dentist or holistic dentist, or just an open-minded Um, traditional dentist that can help you get to root causes and maybe assess for nutritional deficiencies, uh, like Weston Price was pointing out. And he was the one that really said K2, whoa, like we are K2 deficient in our society. 
Um, you know, our gut, it does create some K2 for us, but so many of us have gut issues now that we're maybe not um, synthesizing enough K2. And so we get K2 from fermented foods and from uh, hard cheeses and, and various other animal products, but it, they're, they're not very common or plentiful in our modern diet. So the D3 K2 by Athletic Greens, I'm a fan. Do it. Good Do job. It. That's the advice <laughs> here. I mentioned the buzzword of coffee, another buzzword for many or phrase perhaps red wine. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what drinking these quote unquote staining drinks does to our mouth. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, you will maybe be increased uh, risk for staining and, and we're all a little bit more susceptible. Some are really susceptible to staining and, and some aren't. And that does have to do with the quality of your enamel. Um, you know, coffee's pretty acidic. Wine can be too, but you do have to live life. That's my most important message is like, it's all about finding balance. And, you know, if you believe in the 80, 20 rule, I'm a pretty big proponent of that. Um, you know, if you're really, if you want to be really cautious, I would rinse with water after you consume beverages like that, just plain water, or again, baking soda rinses, it can really help a lot. I remember I went to an event once and the dentist was like saying that he drinks his stuff through a straw. Does that do anything? It can help. Yeah. Especially like a lot of people drink warm lemon water in the morning. I do too. And lemon can be very damaging to your enamel, um, especially if you're sipping on it all day long. So um, I prefer, you know, again, this can be a little much for people, but if you can drink it out of a straw, that's cool. At the very least, just try to drink it in one sitting kind of quickly and then rinse with water, but I wouldn't extend it over, you know, an hour or so. And I love what you said about the 80, 20 rule, because as with any habit, really, it's like the things that you're going to stick with and the things that you're going to upkeep are things that feel doable for you. Right. So rather than setting all of these brand new dental goals immediately after listening to this podcast, do an honest audit with yourself about like what's within my power. That's something I can do tomorrow that will make me 1% better. And maybe then there's another habit a few days or weeks later that you can integrate to get 1% better again. Yeah, totally. I mean, the easy ones, the low hanging fruit, drink more water, work on your flossing. And I would say if you are mouth breathing, I would really try to get that addressed because I, I, there are long-term systemic issues associated with that, particularly cardiovascular issues um, and mental health issues too, like Alzheimer's and things. So I feel like we've seen on social media since that book came out, like a lot of people going to bed and like taping their mouths. Lip taper. Oh, are you a taper? Every night. Yep. Wow. Oh, it is life changing. It's a changer. Oh yeah. I have my aura ring and if I don't do it, my sleep is a disaster. And I wait. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, please, of course. Are you single? No, my husband. I my. Oh my husband, god! I my love husband, this for you. My husband lip tapes too. Listen, sleep is the most important thing for your body. It really is. It's foundational. I don't care how many hit workouts you do. I don't care how well you eat. I don't care whatever you're doing. If you're not sleeping well, if you're not getting in deep restorative sleep, and that a lot has to do with mouth breathing, you will not be healthy. I mean, you really will have a shortened life expectancy. It's a kind of a big deal. So yeah. It's so funny. I, mean, I remember 
I remember uh, I interviewed Rich Roll not that long ago for GQ and he sleeps in a tent outside of his home. So him and his wife oh don't God. share the same bed. Yeah. And I asked him a personal question. I was like, do you feel like this impacts your intimacy? Which is just kind of like the same gut reaction that I felt right. when I was like, do you have a partner that sleeps next to you while your mouth is taped when you go to bed? Yeah. I mean, you you pick and choose the nights you do it, right? So... <laughs> Oh man, another podcast for another time. When you're at that level of comfort with one another, you know. For you. You know what? I strive for a personal relationship where I feel as though I can A, just sleep next to someone regularly and B, do it while taping my mouth. He lip tapes down too. I finally got him to do it. So (laughs) winning. Okay. So, I mean, you addressed again, the low hanging fruit. I would say one that you probably want to add to that. Make sure that you get an appointment with a dentist on your calendar. Make sure that it is in your immediate future if you haven't done it specifically for sure over the last 18, 20 months, as I raise my hand, I am certainly guilty of. Is there anything else that we haven't addressed here that's really important for us to touch before I let you go when it comes to best practices for our dental health? Yeah, I would just say another one I didn't mention. It was tongue scraping. That's another Ayurvedic practice. It's one of those things, don't knock it till you try it. Um, but I'm a big proponent of tongue scraping for oral microbiome support and balance. And not only will you just clean your tongue and help lower your bacterial load in your mouth, but you'll actually taste better. Food will taste better because you're removing like trace amounts of food and things, which sounds kind of gross. But anyway, I'm a big proponent. Check it out. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised what you feel like after you do it. I'm going to have you send me a bunch of links to all of the things that you yeah. mentioned in here so that I can make sure that I include all of them in the show notes. So if you have a go-to tongue scraper, the hurdlers are ready to buy it. All right. I'm in. I got it. <laughs> I love it. I am so grateful for your time today, Stacy. Before I let you go, do let me know, how do the hurdlers follow along with you? You mentioned you have a book coming out. Give us the details on all this stuff so we can keep up with you going forward. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, my handle's doctor underscore Stacy, and that's D-O-C-T-O-R underscore S-T-A-C-I. And I have all kinds of additional information there. Um, I have a lot of new guides coming out. I have courses coming out. My book, I'm still working with my publisher. So it's a long process, but I'm hoping that comes out next year. I have a cookbook I'm working on. Um, I do have a website, drstacy.com. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, you can come see me at my office. It's called NOPO Kids Dentistry. That's N-O-P-O. It stands for North Portland, um, where we do take a whole body approach to your child's health. But also part of whole body health to me is environmental health and sustainability. And I have launched, it's in pre-sales, it's an invest around, but something called Happy Floss. And Happy Floss is the first uh, completely compostable, sustainable floss pick. It's made of paper. And so if you out there, hurdlers, know any investors, angel (laughs) investors, VCs, anyone that wants to help me get this off the ground, I'd really appreciate it. But you can check more um, about Happy Floss at happyfloss.com. And it's it's happy with an I, H-A-P-P-I floss.com. You never know who's listening. We have a very well-connected group of hurdlers. No, you never know. It just takes that one person. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, again, thank you so much. I'm over at Hurdle Podcast and at Emily Abadi. I'm going to go buy some floss right now. Another (laughs) hurdle conquered. 
catch you guys next time.